What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Relax and Take Notes. I'm K-Dub, and I got my co-host Mike Pace here with me. And I don't want to waste no time today. Let's just jump right into it, man. And uh, let's discuss Super Bowl, man. What's your take on it? Man, first off, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know what's up with my boy, with, with, with Gurley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he, he hurt. I don't know if it's something internal going on in the organization. I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if McVay are smarter than South these past two games. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But it seemed kind of weird to me. Um, the, the the runs that he had, you know, where he broke out, it, he looked normal to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It got to be something over that. But, um, it was it wasn't the most exciting game, you know what I mean? I, I respect defense, yeah. but it wasn't for, for given who was in the game. You got uh, the Rams was the second highest scoring team in the league, I want to say, and right. um, thirty three points a game. They scored three points, um, average three hundred and I want to say twenty one. Yards a game or somewhere, it's 300 plus yards a game. Um, going in the fourth quarter, tied at three. You know what I mean? You got the Patriots, who, I mean, this year offensively, uh, I mean, because we know Tom Brady never really had that guy at receiver besides Randy Moss. Um, right. Deion, Deion Branch was, you know, he was a solid receiver, no no disrespect to him. But, I mean, you know, when I say, like, I'm talking all-time top five type receivers or top ten receivers, he's never just had beside that year with most. Right. But th- this year was – it was really down. I mean, and, and, and Gronk not being the Gronk of old, um, it, it really – so that part wasn't really – the offense from there – was going to be more of the running game and more using the backs and stuff like that. But the Rams defensively played so well that you didn't even, what, James White caught one pass. I think Sony caught one. Um, I can't remember if Burkhead caught one. But the only receiver to catch a pass was was um, Julian Edelman and no other receiver caught a ball. Yeah, uh, Burkhead called two, and Cordell Patterson called two. Okay. So, you know, um, offense from them, I think we kind of we kind of numb because Brady's so good, you feel like he going to put up points regardless. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you always feel like, well, it's Brady, so they going to score points. You know what I mean? Um, and so I guess, you know, the expectation was – Kind of, you know, you was expecting a shootout. Um, if not a shootout, at least, you know, high in the 20s and, you know, maybe low 30s, something like that. So it wasn't as exciting as as maybe I expected. But nevertheless, with the Super Bowl, I'm, a, I'm an NFL fan. You know, I'm a football right. fan. So um, I watched it. Um and then it still went down to the end. So, you know what I mean? Regardless of the score, it still was um it still was a uh 
had, you know, kept kept interest until the end of the game. I will say this though, um, man, those those defenses, they they balled out. <clears throat> I mean, they they balled out, man. Yeah, they, yeah. they they really did. They really did ball out. Um, uh, as far as the MVP went, I can't argue. Edelman, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad at it, I'll say that. Um, but me personally, I probably would have gone with um Dante Hightower or either Gilmore because of the impact that they had shutting down the Rams. Like, you I know mean, what I mean? I think Sony Michelle could have got some consideration too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being that he scored the only touchdown as well. Yeah. And he almost had a hundred yards too. And the impact of his runs, right? Because that that last drive, man, the first run he had, you know, was 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 a huge impact. So, um, I wasn't mad at the MVP. Um, Edelman, Edelman killed him, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was a, it was it was shocking to see both of those teams. Uh, not score as many points. Um, but like I said, once again, credit to the defenses. Um, Belichick, man, Jesus. <laughs> I, do, I mean, defensively, man, I mean, that's just, it was crazy. Yeah. It, it, it was crazy, you know what I mean? Um, it was, it was like I said, it was, I guess, underwhelming from a excitement factor, but as far as just being a football fan, and respecting the defense, you know, I was yeah. still engaged. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the casual fan might look at it and say, "Hey, it was a, it was a sorry game, or it was boring, or whatever." But you know, people that actually sit down and you know and watch a lot of football, you know, we actually appreciate defense. And I think it was, I think it was a good game. I mean, I expected, of course, we expected you know more points to be scored, but. I think opportunities was, was were there. Um, a huge play in the game to me was that uh, that touchdown that Cooks that he dropped that yeah. uh, that Brian Cooks dropped. Because I, I honestly think like it was a good defensive play, but I think I think he was going to drop it anyway. Do you? Because yeah, because it, it looked like to me it was coming out before the defender's hand even came in there. You know, but I mean, he balled out though. You know, you can't really blame that on on one play. But the whole the whole Ty Gurley thing that's what's confusing to me, man. I, I'm telling you, I think like like you said, like ten years from now, we're gonna see a thirty for thirty explaining what happened in that game, and what was wrong with him. It, it something is wrong, man. Like for what I believe to be the best running back in the NFL to only have 10 carries in the Super Bowl or something, man, something is, like, up. And not even just the Super Bowl, though, like the NFC Championship game, you know what I mean, for him to not be getting carries. Because to me, you know, of course, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes or whatever, but to me, when he got the carries, he still looked explosive. Right. You know, he looked like his old self. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't really get it. I don't know what's going on with that. Right. Um, that, I don't know. Because like I said, and then they didn't throw him any passes. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know because to me, I feel like with the way the Patriots were defending them, you almost had to utilize him in the passing game. Right. Like check down, check down, check down to make them respect it. So and to get a mismatch. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he would have he would have had constant mismatches if you did that. Um but uh once again, you know, like you said, we we don't know what's going on, but so, it, I mean, come on, like that yeah. that would be that would be if if that would be like okay, LeBron hurt right now. Let's just say right now was the Western Conference Finals. They playing the Warriors and he not hurt, but you sit him out the whole fourth quarter because you know what I mean? Like you don't you, you feel like the team was rolling. Nah. Right. Like like you go if you're gonna go down, you're gonna go down with your best shot. You right. know what I mean? Like so I don't know. Something something had to be up with that. And like I said, but and I do, you know, I'm not I'm not a a Patriots fan, Tom Brady fan, but man, I got I got to tip my cap, man. Nine Super Bowls, nine Super Bowls, man. Six and three. Um, jeez, like that don't even sound believable. Like what? <laughs> right. Nine Super Bowls, like one guy played in nine. Like forget, did he win them all? Just like this cat played in nine Super Bowls in one organization. You know what right. I mean? Um, and and that's that's crazy, you know what I mean. But to be six and three in those nine, and you know, um, I was watching, I was watching Undisputed, and they were talking about, you know, did that game impact his legacy? And I agree with Shannon Sharp, like not at all. Like it, regardless of what he did or does from this point out, dude, legacy is cemented. Like yeah, already. That, they could have lost last night and it wouldn't have changed how I felt. Like right. it, it is what it is. But man, not not so like I said, I, I ain't no fan of them, but I gotta give it up. Like, that's crazy. And and two, when a play needed to be made, he, he made, made it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even with Grunt, because Grunt clearly not the guy that he was. Um, and that ain't no knock on him. I mean, his style of play, his body type, it, it's taking yeah. a toll. To me, it's taking, Grunt looked like he just he, he done. He looked like he just he he can't handle that grind no more. Like that mental yeah. aspect of it. It looked like it's like it's wearing on him to me. Yeah, I, I mean, if you look through the years, man, some of the injuries he's had, and just the way the punishment that he's taking, man, it's it's yeah. it's a wrap. But but you know, to his credit too, that was that was a heck of a catch. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. And to get open, to focus on it, um, and bring it in, that was yeah. that was big, man. So yeah. you know, I got, I got, I got to give it up to the Patriots as much as, much as yeah, I you got to. You know, uh, I, I I be hating on the Patriots, but man, I got to <laughs> give it up. I can't even front, man. That's that's amazing, man. I mean, that's amazing. Like that's, but think about this, Kevin. These cats, first Super Bowl. Was when we was in Alaska, bro. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, and and now, dude, this we talking about almost twenty years later, and this dude not only still going to Super Bowls, but winning them. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's one thing for a coach, but for a player, the quarterback, like, that's insane, man. Yeah, you you got to give it up. You got to give it up to Brady, man. Like, the whole organization, him, you know, Belichick, all of them. And and let's be real, man. We all – I won't say we all, but I know me and you, we wanted the Rams to win. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of knew what was going to happen. I expected the Patriots to win that game. The Rams, to me, you know, they don't really have enough experience, you know, deep in the playoffs like that to be – Beating the team like the Patriots, I didn't feel like they did. But. Well, the big part, the experience, the two major factors is where they were the most inexperienced. Right. The quarterback, the quarterback and the head coach. And, the head coach. and then as we just said, the quarterback and the head coach on the other team, this right. ain't night time going to the Super Bowl. Right. Versus uh what's this Jared Goff third year? Mm-hmm. And a two-year head coach, like you know, there's a, they. I mean, it, it, and like you said, we knew it was gonna happen because exactly what was thought to happen to Jared Goff happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like he missed some opportunities, even the one way he hung the ball up when he missed um, Cooks when he was open. Yep. You know what I mean? So. But you know you gotta you, you gotta give it up, man. <laughs> yeah, but in in the Super Bowl, those plays, I mean, those two have to be made. You know what I mean? The one where he was late, where Jared Goff was late over the middle for a touchdown, for and sure. And that one that I felt like Cook dropped. You know, plays like that in the Super Bowl got to be made. And to touch on that whole Ty Gurley thing again, I think the fact that he um he wasn't getting carries kind of affected that play action game a little bit. Cause you know, they, oh, absolutely. they run play action. I think more than any other team in the NFL. Right. So I, I think as a whole, him not getting carries or him not being healthy or whatever the case may be, I think it affected their entire offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because for one, like you said, it, it affect the uh, play action, but see for them, play action is everything because they don't really utilize tight ends either so you utilize that play action to get those receivers open and to to freeze those linebackers man Dante Hightower and uh, Van Noy bruh they was like man whatever y'all ain't running the ball he's coming to get his head you know what I mean like at least like on the carries Gurley got it was like if you could have what did he get? Four carries in the first half or three or whatever that was? Like, he should have had 10 carries by the end of, you know what I mean, the first quarter. Right. You know, and and to 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 play a team that good and that experience, you got to capitalize on their mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. they got the interception on the first possession of the game. You know what I mean? You got you, you, you got them to form the ball. You didn't recover it. But really, I, with the, the Rams' defense, I don't really have no – I mean, that's about good as you're going to get against the Tom Brady. Right. And if you can't give, uh, you know, that defense any help, then I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what else you wanted them to do. Yeah, I think they're going to be kicking themselves, you know, now for this game because you hold Tom Brady to 13 points and you still don't find a way to win. I mean, you can't ask for no more than that from the defense, like – Nah. You know, 
So that nah. that that really hurt them. I think they'll be kicking themselves for that. Yeah. And they only as a team, they only they only ran the ball eighteen times. Like that's you know. Wow. You think about that eighteen times with the running back who led the league in touchdowns, you know what I mean? Uh total mm-hmm. touchdowns. And you ran it 18 times. Right. And Sonny Michelle had that by himself. So, right. You know. I don't know. But uh, let's move on, man. Let's uh let's talk about A D and this 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 trade that he requested and all of that. I see that the uh Lakers sent an improved offer. Right. I saw that too. I saw it not too long ago. Yeah. I don't know really know what the details are as far as an improved offer, but I don't know, making it maybe they're making a real a real push for him now. And he also had the Bucks and the Clippers on his little list of places and, and, that he wanna go. Right. And the Knicks as well. So I yeah. on that on that improved offer is supposedly Lonzo Ball. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and two first-round picks. So I think basically they added Brandon Ingram and a pick to the previous offer, maybe? Beasley, I don't think, was on the other one. Was Beasley, I don't think. I thought thought he was. I thought he was. I could be wrong. What well, well, Beasley right. might was Lance Stevenson? One of them wasn't on. I know nah, Lance it, Stevenson wasn't on that, I don't think. Okay, so then they added Ingram and Lance. Yeah. Okay. And then two first round picks. So and there was to one, one pick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was one pick the first time. So and they also said as far as his list, it was uh it was who'd you say the Clippers, Bucks, yeah, Clippers, La- Bucks, Lakers, and the Knicks, and the Knicks, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's that's a first. I mean, if I, okay, if you do that, if you LA, you basically saying this isn't about this year because there's no way in the world you're gonna win with just right because you're giving up both your point guards. Right, because you're giving up Rondo and Ball, right. which Ball not even playing right now because he injured. So you're giving up Ball and Rondo, and you also giving up Michael Beasley, which you know I get it, and you giving up Lance Stevenson, who we can all laugh, we all laugh at Lance, but it's just <laughs> something about Lance. He 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 do a lot of silly stuff, but. He do a lot of stuff to help you win. Like, you yeah, know what Lance, I mean? You're not, Lance tough, you're not, man. Yeah, you're not going to rely on Lance as far as, like, go get me 30. But right. Lance, look at when 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 Lance was on, like, meaningful teams, he was always on the floor at crunch time. Like, when he was in Indiana, when they was battling with Miami, he was always out there. You know what I mean? Like, even right. now, like, you could tell LeBron, like, playing with him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, because he – he 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 a winner though, you know what I mean? Like he's never right. won a championship, but he got a winner's mentality. Right. Um, and like you said, he's tough. Um, 
And when he don't do that, he don't do silly stuff when the money on the line. Like he not gonna get you, you know what I mean? Like no stupid. He ain't gonna do nothing crazy, make no crazy plays. Right. Um, but you giving up Rondo, who has been playing really well for them, and ball like that's kind of okay, whatever. And then you giving up Beasley and Ingram, who's been playing well for them as well. Um, and also you giving up two two first round picks, right? Right. So like that's a lot. That that's a lot. You know what I mean? So. Basically, you're gonna go clear the decks. You're gonna shoot hard for Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, or Kawhi Leonard, or Kevin Durant, whoever, or Kyrie Irving. I don't know because all that's out there, which is mm-hmm. unbelievable to me. But whatever. So that's basically what you're telling me because there's no way you're gonna beat Golden State, Denver, Oklahoma City. Uh, Houston, nah. <laughs> I like for for me with Houston, <laughs> it's just the James Harden effect. So it's the James Harden show. You know what I mean. So you you might be able to sustain that with LeBron and and AD. So you know, but I don't I don't see you beating those top three guys. Um. Going what about Denver? Denver. You think you think they beat Denver? Hell, uh, uh-uh. uh, they won't beat Denver. Not with just LeBron and AD. You're gonna need more than that because Denver's such a complete team. You yeah. know what I mean? They're super, super complete. Um, Jokic ain't scared of nobody. Millsap so, ain't scared of nobody. You know what I mean? They got that. They got that balance. They got mm-hmm. vets. They got youth. You know what I mean? They got a good coach. Um, they got good guard play. You know what I mean? They got good front court play. Um, what they got? Who is that? Plumley with them? Plumley. Mm-hmm. Mason Plumley. You know, Jokic, Millsap, like And they, they play got, uh they play Plumley and Jokic together at times. And they just right. they basically just like beat people up. They try to play small ball. Right, right. Because you know Jokic can pass, so Absolutely, you know he throwing lobs. You know they, like I said, they play <laughs> they play them two together, and it's a it's a pretty uh it's a pretty good tandem. Right, right, and so I just and then like I said, at guard play you got Will Barton, you got uh Beasley, you got uh my man out of Iowa State. I can't remember his name right now, but I love him at Ohio, I mean at uh, Iowa State. Um, what's that dude name? Ah, Norris. I want to say. Well, anyway, and then Gary Harris, like, you know, I love Gary Harris, but right. so, you know what I mean? Like, nah, they too deep. They too deep. Right. They too deep. They play too complete. Uh, they took play two together. They're a complete basketball team. I don't think they, they would be able to beat them, you know what I mean, with just that. So, nah, and no Oklahoma City either. I, I don't see them beating them uh, with just that. Especially with the lack of being able to have a point guard, like at that point, who gonna be your point guard if you right. lose ball and run though? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Monte um, Morris is who you was talking about. Yeah, that's my but, guy. Um, but yeah, and as far as um, as far as the Bucks go, do you 
Cause, cause right now, yeah, I, I do give up basically everything I have except for Giannis, for AD. Uh-huh. But as far as the chemistry, you think with them being as high as they are right now in the East, you know, being on top of the East, do you interfere with that chemistry? Do you break that up to bring AD in? I would, but I'm saying like, you know, there's a question there. Should you yeah, mess no. with that chemistry? I I get it because um. That chemistry, chemistry is so important as you always state, but because I mean, what do they really have besides okay, Middleton, Brogdon, Bledsoe? So you probably gonna throw Thon Maker in there just because you know because he's a young talent and he want to um, move on. Yeah, Tony Snell, which I'm not a big fan of <laughs> at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got, like at no, all. Don't one of the Lopez twins play for them? Um, yeah, Brooke. Brooke shooting your threes boy. now. Your, your the boy, black hole, yeah. that's what I call it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Once it goes in that black hole, it ain't coming out. He's shooting it. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you, can, you got a lot of trade bait. You know what I mean? Um, you go, of course, now you're going to have to give up Middleton. Yeah, got to. But which gonna hurt your perimeter shooting? Cause mm-hmm. I, I, Chris Middleton. But what I love about Middleton, he's gotten better as just not being a perimeter shooter. Like yeah, he actually, he's been a spot up shooter. Yeah, he he can play now. Um, so you you gonna have to give him up. You they gonna want Blesso. Oh, but well, then again, I don't know if they want Blesso though, cause they got Drew Holiday. Yeah, it's true, but. but 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 they can move Drew to the two, as we saw when Rondo was there. What do you do with Alfred Payton? Do you start him? I forgot about Alfred Payton. He was hurt. I forgot about him. Um, you, yeah. I mean, that's I don't know. It's just hypothetical anyway, but. I'm saying just to like to make the trade work, you know, for them to get as much value as they can, you're going to have to give up basically everything. I don't know if they have enough to even like, you know, jump into this race for AD. Because really, like we always say, Boston got, they got all the assets, you know, to, to trade for AD. But, of course, they got to wait till the offseason and wait right. to see what Kyrie going to do before they can trade for. Which because is. Because of that, uh, the Rose rule. Right. But which is crazy too because you go to um, with the Boston thing, the whole Kyrie thing, and it's all weird. So you don't really know. And then you had um, AD dad talking about he wouldn't want to play for Boston, like which I don't know. You know what I mean? But yeah. So so it's all crazy. So the Boston for to me. If I were, and I'm saying this from just sitting, you know, here in my house, but the way I would view it, I would probably want to go to Boston if everything was intact. You know what I mean? Right. But if Kyrie, if Kyrie leave, but absolutely still though, if Kyrie leave, you still a force to be reckoned with. Like if you still had Rosier, yeah, but this is the only thing. You lose the championship pedigree. You see what I'm yeah. saying, like, and and 
people discount that, but that's so huge. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at a cat that won a championship. That was a key vital part of winning the championship and played with LeBron James for that many years. So, um, you lose that aspect. So I don't know, you know what I mean? But yeah. the Boston thing is, is weird. You know what I mean? Cause I'm hearing all kinds of stuff. Kyrie want to go to New York and play with KD and, all this, and then they talk about yeah. like the L.A. with LeBron. You know, Kyrie like to play mind games and stuff like that anyway. So, I mean, you don't know. Nobody really know what he – I don't even think he know what he want to do right now. <laughs> right. Because so. – but but and, and the crazy part about it is that team looks so good. Right. Like, that team looked good, man. Um, Speaking of them, you know – like, if you if if AD went there, would would you okay? If AD went, say let's say AD got traded to Boston, mm-hmm. and 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 Kyrie stayed, and they made some other whatever, and then KD jump ship, go wherever. Does he say he did go to? What are they talking? New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. Would you make Boston the team to beat? Like in, I would. in the NBA. Yeah, I would. Because I, I actually think Boston, to me, once the playoffs roll around, I don't think – I think Boston will be the best team in the Eastern Conference. I don't think um, – I don't think Toronto Mm-mm. or Milwaukee will be able to beat Boston in the East. And I was, I was telling somebody else the other day, if you take – Golden State out of the NBA right now. Everything they got going on with this super team that they got. The NBA is a toss-up. And to me, with with Brad Stevens as the coach, Boston's ability, from what I saw last year, to make adjustments in the playoffs, especially like defensively, you know, I think Boston is the second-best team in the NBA right now to me. Despite where they are right now in the Eastern Conference, I know they went through some a little rough patch right there. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they moved up from fourth to third yesterday or whatever with that win. They might still be fourth. I don't know. But yeah. um I still think Boston is the second best team in the NBA right now. And in and in and in a seven game series, that team is gonna be hard to beat for one. Cause like I said, Brad Stevens, his ability to make adjustments and their defense. Having a player like uh Marcus Smart and a player like Al Horford, you know, out there playing defense. Right. And Marcus Morris, you know, there's some tough guys on that Boston team, man. Right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm AD, I'm really looking over there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so what do you think about who else I said? The Clippers and the Knicks. So, like, it's so many variables with those teams. To me, if I was him, I would definitely go to either Boston or L.A. Um, right. New York. And the Clippers, I mean, you know, but you never know what can happen. We've seen teams go from zero to 100, like Boston when they got KG and um and Ray Allen. So, you know, let's just say AD go to New York and KD go to New York and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. so you never know. Um, With the Clippers, I don't really know. Like, I don't know. 
unless you go to the Clippers and then they get you in Kawhi Leonard. That might be, you know what I mean? Because I keep That's forgetting about, I keep forgetting about Kawhi Leonard as well. So what do you, what do you, you know? You might get him in Kawhi out there, or Kawhi in yeah. AD in New York, or I don't, I don't know. But it's, it's, I, I do, I do think that, um, I think that if I'm the Pelicans, I will wait till after the season. Yeah. If I'm I the agree. Pelicans, I, I, I definitely would. I would, I would just wait because I mean, what you, what you got to lose? You, you're not going to the playoffs anyway. Right. Uh, um, he still got the year remaining or whatever. So I would, I would definitely do that. Yeah. Because for one, you want to wait till after the draft lottery to see where these teams are going to stack up and where your draft picks are going to come from if you trade for draft picks. You know what I mean? What what right. position? What position you going to be in? Right. You know. Right. And and as far as a team like the Clippers, you really not. What are you going to get from the Clippers besides Tobias Harris, who's okay? You know. Right. I I won't say okay. That's kind of disrespectful, but. Tobias no. Harris, he, I mean, he, he's he's a good player. You know what I mean? You're probably going to have to include uh, Shea Gildress-Alexander in there. Um, what else do they really have? Like, you're not – I mean, if AD go there, you got to have something to play with him. So, you're going to keep Lou Williams, like, you know, yeah, throw Pat Beverly and now somebody like that. Like, they don't really have the assets, man, to me. Well, and the thing is, too, if I'm AD – like who who am I like and yeah, okay, you know, we both love Tobias Harris, but like Tobias Harris isn't uh Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Like right. Tobias Harris is not gonna give you be able to have your back like that when you you know what I mean, have a bad game right. or in the playoffs or whatever like that. Um he would be so so if you got you Tobias Harrison, Kawhi Leonard, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Or like you Tobias Harrison, Kevin Durant, or something like that, then I can see. But um I don't really see the Clippers thing, but uh the New York. What what did what did you make of the New York Nick whole thing? I, I mean, what did you get? Dennis Smith Jr., um, DJ and Wes Matthews. I mean, Wes, Wes. Matthews he is what he is. I think Wes Matthews could help like a contender or somebody like that, like an OKC, you know, right. somebody that can knock down shots and, and, and play defense. But as far as the Knicks go, I mean, they need too much. Like Dennis Smith Jr. is not on that level yet, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, DJ, I mean, basically he's a, a rebounder and shot blocker, you know. On offense, all he's good for is catching lobs. Right. Know? He's a pick-and-roll big man. He's not really somebody you can just, like, dump the ball down to, you know, and tell him to go to work. That ain't really going to happen. You know, they – I mean, of course, they they improved because Porzingis wasn't playing anyway. You know what I mean? Right. So, for this season, yeah, they improved. But I'd rather just tank and, and try to get Zion or Cam Reddish or somebody like that or John Morant. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. You know, I, I was trying to figure it out myself, and that's why I keep when they keep saying like Katie and him and Katie and him, Katie and Kyrie. I mean, 
I don't know. But uh I don't know. That that whole situation is it's fine. I mean, and I, I, I totally get A D wanting to leave. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Um I, this this one I don't understand though, like in regards to him. And this even go back to like LeBron James in Cleveland, right? I don't get how as an owner or management you allow seasons and seasons and seasons to go by without getting those guys like viable help. Like right. Like I don't I don't get that. Like it, it you you when you got like generational type players, like LeBron mm-hmm. ain't a fall off the tree every, you know what I mean? Like he yeah. ain't the average everyday guy. Um Anthony Davis not the average everyday guy. The Kevin Durant situation was a little bit different. Um, but even still in that situation, the whole James Hart thing threw me for a loop and then they made some business decisions that was kind of iffy too. But I just mm-hmm. don't understand how Anthony Davis has been there this long and like what have you done? You know what I mean? Like you, you, you got Boogie and I get that he tore his Achilles. Mm-hmm. But even still, like who really has been there to play with him? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like you said, Boogie got hurt, you know, and I think they could have been a nice little tandem. But at the same time, I mean, there's not a lot of those those type of, of players out there, you know what I mean, that can really, like, change an organization like that. So I guess in that aspect, it is kind of it is kind of hard to get those guys away from you know, whatever situation they're in and bring them into your situation. Like OKC got lucky with Paul George. That Paul George situation is almost the exact same thing as the uh, the AD situation. You know what I mean? Like, they gambled taking uh, right. Paul George for one season, hopefully, right. hoping they could convince him to stay, and they did. You know, so whatever team that trades for AD is going to be the same thing, you know, hoping they can convince him to, you know, sign on and 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 all that money they give them for for re-signing with their current team, I mean, that's a huge incentive because I was looking at it yesterday. I think if Kyrie re-signed with Boston, he'll make $49 million more by staying with Boston than going to any other team. Right. That's Which, crazy to me. But see, this the thing, like – you know that you're making a lot of money when you like, I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? So right. it's almost <laughs> like the NBA almost got the gift and the curse going on. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. like, you you get you make a lot of money, but, like, to the point where now these cats, they're like, well, I'm good anyway. And they make so much money off the basketball court to where it's like right. I could take a hit NBA-wise, you know what I'm saying, because – I make right. that up with Nike or whoever, yeah. McDonald's, whatever it is. But um, nah, I mean, you know, I'm saying like as far as when I say like getting guys in there, like think about when LeBron's in Cleveland the first time, like all the guys mm-hmm. that was available. Like um, LeBron was, he wasn't wasn't in his prime yet. He hadn't turned the corner yet. But man, you know. Young, just like 
just the young bull, man, just do whatever, whatever. Like, if I'm a guy like at that time, well, Mark Stoudemire was the first one I was always screaming back then, but his knees kind of failed him. So yeah. I, I understood that. But, like, like man, they went and got Shaq. Like, they was, <laughs> they was doing – like, come on, man. Like, and no disrespect, but Shaq, had, come on, man. Like, yeah, then they got Antoine Jameson. And, like, all these guys, they was, like – Come on, man. Like, he need a shotgun, shotgun guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I just feel like a lot of times those owners, like, they kind of almost, they, they they feel like, well, he ain't going nowhere or whatever, whatever. And I think LeBron kind of shattered the mold. Um, it pissed a lot of people off. You know what I mean? I wasn't a fan of the whole Miami thing, but, like, I can understand why. I can understand why you would want to leave. Now, not yeah. necessarily say I agree with him going to Miami, which right. that ain't that ain't my you know, be you know that ain't my life. That ain't my so. But I'm just saying, like I get why. You know, everybody like he was super young, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm great. So that pressure there. Of winning the championship and all that. I get all that. But I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of times these owners just, like, they don't do enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't do enough to to make them guys want to stay. You know what I mean? Like, I I said, man, like, at that time when LeBron was in Cleveland, there was a lot of of stuff they could have done because I felt like he could have even made a cat that was maybe, like, not that good work. Like, kind of like the Kobe with Gazal. Like, right. Kobe was screaming, just get me somebody. Like, it, it ain't gotta be, but y'all gotta get me somebody. Now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got him pop. They got him pop. He shut up. He's like, all right, I can make this work. All right, right, I, can right. make, I, I can make this work. And he, and he made it work. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they went, what, two and one in the finals? Um, they weren't ready that first time. All right, cool. Went back, beat Orlando. Came back, beat Boston. Like, but oh. I just felt like they never gave LeBron a fair shot. You know what I'm saying? Same with with AD. I feel that's what's going on with him right now. Like, you ain't never really gave him a fair shot. And he, what, 25 years old? He kind of feeling like, man. You know what I mean? So I get it. So, but it is is. It's so different now than like you always say that like what we came up on. Um, it's just so now it's like almost nothing is surprising. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we didn't see these kind of we didn't see these kind of acquisitions when we were coming up. Like you saw some yeah. trades, you saw big time trades, but free agency wasn't crazy like this. You know what I mean? Right. And the money wasn't like this, so right. So it's all different. Yeah, and we discussed we discussed Boogie a little bit um, earlier. How do you think he looks in uh, in Golden State since he's been back? Wow, man! First of all, I didn't think that he would. Um, I, I figured he would come back and be okay. You know what I mean? Because his age, but his size and his weight. 
I was kind of worried about as far as like this soon. But for him to be moving like this, like it's crazy. And he's not even moving all the way. You know, he's not 100 yet. Yeah. As far as, but to be moving like he's moving and showing the flashes like the dunk he had the other night, like it's crazy. And so I actually went to um, the Golden State and Phoenix game, right, uh, New Year's Eve, and he was – I was down on the floor watching him because the Twins was getting – trying to get autographs, and he was shooting around, man. Like, it was crazy. Like, so he was like – he was just basically doing workouts, him and the trainer. Yeah. And um, he was, like, posting up and ripping through and facing up and, like – he put in like forty five minutes of work just right there, like so I can only imagine what he's been doing to get back to this. But as far as like, man, that's the thing with Golden State, man. Like, you gonna fit in, you gonna fit in, or you, or something wrong with you? Because right. like, them do, man. Listen, man, I I don't think I've ever seen next to the Spurs, a team move the ball that way. But I haven't seen a team with that many great players move the ball that way. Like, they're basically an all-star team that's unselfish. Right. Like, they, like you could see a, concert, a concerted effort to give Boogie the ball in that first that game he came back against the Clippers. Like, they mm-hmm. like, let, he scored the first two points. They're like, right. yo, let's get this cat the ball. You know what I'm saying? But like, then you go to the game with Clay get hot in L.A., get his cat the ball. Like, the other night when Steph was off, he came back in the game. KD was making it a, uh, uh, here, give me, get this dude the ball and I'm getting out of the way. Like, but so that's the thing. Like, fitting in with them, if if you don't fit in with them, then it's all on you. You know what I'm right. saying? I, I think that, I really think, that this was a blessing in disguise for him because, like, forget the, the winning the ring. I think from a mental standpoint, yeah. because he gonna blow up. You know that's Boogie. We know Boogie to be that guy to blow up. But I think that so much being on the line is gonna help him to 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 tame that. Like, yo, man, I ain't just playing on a team where we. Well, I'm putting up big numbers and we're going home and we ain't going to the playoffs. This is a team that they playing for banners. You know what I mean? Like they right. they are not we, I'm just not out here trying to, you know what I mean? So I think that with with that in mind and then just playing around um guys that's kind of just chill by nature, like Clay seemed like a super chill dude, Steph seemed like he chill, KD seemed chill. Draymond, you know what I mean? He be hype, but you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's just he want to win, you know what I mean? Right. Um, you got Iggy. Like, I just look at that, the the, the team that's assembled. They look like they just, they're pretty easy to get along with, should I say. You know what I mean? Like, they don't seem like they, they ruffle too many feathers. So, like, I think being around that and learning. See, and that's the thing. That's the thing, Kevin. I think that a lot of us don't, don't, we forget about like we look at the players' talents, and we forget that um they gotta learn, 
right? They got to right. learn. They got to learn about winning. They got to learn about leadership. They got to learn about because see, we take it for granted, right? We look at Jordan, right? And that's everybody go to because Jordan counted a bar. But we don't realize Jordan had Oakley to learn from. Jordan had so then you know Orlando Woolrich and all these guys, and then when that trade happened, when they traded um. Oakland and them guys, and they got caught right and essentially turned into Pippen and all that. But if you think about it, Jordan still was all over the place, all over the place until Phil Jackson came. But Phil Jackson taught more of the mental, you know what I mean? And so that's when the that's when the winning started. But see, just like with LeBron James, um, it wasn't he never could not play basketball, you know what I mean? But but after he got with Wade, he was a different cat. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like, think about Cole. Cole could never not hoop. But after Shaq left, he went through that rough patch. He had to learn. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so that mountain, he climbing. Just like with Russ. Russ learned. He's still learning. But I feel like for him, it was tougher than tougher for him than a lot because his sidekick bounced. They was learning together. You see what I'm saying? Like, they was they was climbing the mountain together and when KD left, it kind of set him back a little bit. So with KD, I think that Steph and Clay and Draymond helped him. Like, because see, it's something to be said about winning culture. You know what right. I mean? Like, I think us as fans, we look at the talent and like, man, because I, I was like, what is Katie doing? He don't need to do that. He too, And I still feel that him and Russ could have overcame it all, but whatever. But I think he's learned how to win yeah. more than anything. You know what I mean? Huh. I, I think this has helped him from the mental aspect more so than just a basketball skill set or whatever. Well, the first, frustrating thing about Westbrook is is – Man, it's like I'm almost like he's still he's he's still going too fast at times, man. Like like that's to me that's 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 my favorite player. That's the guy that I enjoy watching the most. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm a Westbrook fan, but man, he just he just really frustrates me sometimes, man. Like in the Boston game yesterday, they were they were down by two. Mm-hmm. And instead of him coming down, making sure they get a good shot to tie the game. It going a hundred miles per hour, like trying to go behind <laughs> his back. Like, man, you gotta calm down, man. You gotta know how to, you know, got you gotta know when to turn it on. You know what I'm saying? And when to like, you know, <laughs> dial it back a little bit. I mean, so, you, you've been in the league for how many years now? Nine, ten years, and you still ain't learned that. Like, at but, some point, but, man. And I put a lot of that on Billy Donovan too. But I was gonna say, and and, and I ain't making excuses for him, but I'm telling you, Kevin, like. Look at the learning curve for him, right? Okay, he coming to the NBA, never had been a point guard. Now, coming to the NBA, you put me a point guard, but one of the top young talents in the NBA who averaged almost 30 points a game, right? Right. You, you want me to be the point guard on this offense. So now, I come into the NBA in an era where the point guards now, whoo, like think about who was in the league at that time when he came. Darren Williams was at the top of his game. Chris yeah. Paul, 
was at the top of his game. Rajon Rondo, um, Derrick Rose. Um, you had all these guys. Uh, John Wall was yeah, it? Ten years ago, was Baron Davis still doing his thing? Ten years ago, right, he faded uh, a little bit. He was, yeah, he was at the end. But I'm just saying. So you got to have that balance between scoring the ball and passing and all that. And they were a running gun team because it was young, fun, and high flying. Okay, so then. They go into another echelon, though, Kevin, pretty fast, and which I don't think they was ready for, right? They end up beating that year. Didn't they beat the Lakers and the Spurs that year? Yep. So you knocked off Cole, and then you, then you knock off Popovich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which at that time had the young Kawhi, Tim Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, all them cats. So you knocked them off. And then you go to the NBA Finals. And then you playing against LeBron, Wade, Boss, these guys, right? All right. You win game one. You should have won game two, right? Right. Westbrook have the 40-point game in that Miami, in Miami, which might have been one of the worst things that could have happened to him because he's already super confident. Yep. That gave him supreme confidence because now – I did this in the NBA Finals on the biggest stage against these guys. You know what I mean? So the learning curve, I'm still talking because, like, you're trying to figure out what works. But then that was almost like a pseudo effect. Like, oh, I could just run past everybody and do this and do that. You know what I mean? So then they come back and then you say, all right, now you don't. Now you lose one of your biggest assets in James, right, who helped to offset. Russ. So now it's all back on Russ. But now you got championship expectations, right? What happened the next year? He got hurt. It was all on KD. KD oh. couldn't handle it. They played Memphis. All right. KD, the next year, oh, they're going to win it. They're going to win it. KD get hurt. It was all on Russ. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, it's always been stuff to kind of stun his growth. Then you get a new coach, right? This coach, I'm pretty sure, was very lenient towards him and Kevin Durant. Never, you know what I mean? Never coached in the pros. I got two of the biggest stars in the game. I'm going to kind of let them do their thing to a certain extent. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you, got, this, you got the Golden State Warriors down 3-1. They blew it. I know in his mind he thinking, dog, me and my boy Kevin going to come back. Kevin leave. It's almost like he was at ground zero again. I mean, but I see, feel but, you, but, but we're, talking saying, ten, we're talking about a 10-year span here, man. But at still, some Kevin, point. I, I get it, but think about this. The year he won the MVP, he did it his way. Right. So, think about that. Like, I win the MVP doing it my way. My way must work. So, maybe I'm a genius and all y'all crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that's how that work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get what you're saying because of the 10-year span. But think about it, man. He's still only, what, 29, 30 years old? Like, 
the dude has had it's almost like the 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 quarterback who have all the coordinators. You know what I mean? Like it's it's been a rough, bumpy ride. Like I think this year might be the most stable since him and KD was rocking. Cause cause man. Yeah. Cause Paul George hooped. Right. So but think about think about when him and KD was at their best. Like they was unstoppable, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't beat them dudes. Like that Golden State series, they really should have won that series. But once again, it's something to be said about knowing how to win, right? You put Michael Jordan and Scotty in that situation after they won, they're not losing that series. But the right. young Mike and Scotty had to learn how to win, right? That's what I think aggravated. I know that's what aggravated me about KD leaving was I felt like you got to take them jabs, you got to take them punches. And then you and then you come back and it feel even better when you get to the top of the mount. But so, you know, with Russ, man, I just think that um, like maybe I don't know. Maybe you need to watch more film. Nah, I'm maybe, <laughs> Russ Russ is stubborn, man. That's his problem. He he's I'm, he's he's super confident and stubborn. Sure. You can't tell me a, a man with it's played 10 seasons in the NBA. I ain't figured this out yet. You got Mo Cheeks over there on the bench. You can't tell me Mo Cheeks ain't seeing this and ain't talking to this man about this stuff, man. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, I'm a Westbrook fan. I'm going to defend the man. But when he, when you know, I got to tell the truth. You know, when he, when he out there doing crazy stuff and, you know, running down a court 100 miles per hour and, and all you need to do is get a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to get a good shot in that situation and you just throwing the game away. Because it's like at the end of every game, I already know what's about to happen. Russ, by, he's what? about to put his cape on and he's about <laughs> to try to will his team to victory win it. That ain't, it's not needed every game, man. Like, you don't have it's to do not. that. Paul George, that's why I like Paul George so much because he played his own pace. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and he, he even admitted last year he got caught up in it trying to play in the Russ's in uh, Westbrook's pace. But he said, you know, he dialed it back. Now he's playing at his own pace. You know, that's why we always say, you know, Paul's so smooth and all this and that. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, Westbrook, you just got to – he got to stop being so stubborn, man, and figure this yeah. out. You get you getting paid, bro. <laughs> yeah. You getting paid a no, lot of money to figure this out. I'm not – I'm not – I'm not just throwing him the ultimate mulligan, but I am saying, like <laughs> – it's a lot of factors that go into why he the way he is too. Like, if you if 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 you okay, so I, I I'll give you like the per the most personal explanation I can give is my son, right? So like, myself play like that, just right. hyper hundred miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? So, when we really honed in on it was like in the summertime. Cause so what happened was he had got he got moved to the point. He got moved to the point. Our point guard broke his leg. Got moved to the point. But Marcel' notion always been, I'm scoring. You know what I'm saying? And I'm scoring as quickly as possible. So when he got moved to the point, he called a play. 
X. Don't nobody be set up. Don't nobody be ready. <laughs> don't nobody be. And we like, yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? Right. So he be like, what? I thought we like, Marcel, the flow and balance, whatever, whatever. He ain't, he ain't worry about none of that. Because Marcel used to catching the ball and shooting or going to the goal or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So worked on it, worked on it, worked on it. California, he did pretty decent because he shared the point guard. But he ended up being the point and did well. By the time we got to Vegas, he had cleaned it up, right? But now he he back at the off guard and he run the point sometime. Well, I give you a perfect example last Sunday, right? Last Sunday we needed a bucket. He know we needed a bucket. He got the ball. All he was thinking about was getting to his spot to shoot this three, right? And that's what he zoned in on. He was so zoned in. I saw everything. I saw he was, I knew he was going to turn the ball over. He bounced <laughs> it off of his foot. You know what I'm saying? Because he was in his mind getting his feet ready. I knew what he was going to do. You know what I'm saying? And he bounced it off his foot. First of all, he didn't have to go that fast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we got time. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, we work on that. Hey, boom, 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 boom. But he 13. But if you talking about a cat this old, and you talking That's about coaches, point. coaches, but but you got to still say coaches that allow him to do what he does, right? So it's almost like the bad child. And then you try to correct him when he's 17 years old. <laughs> Man, watch out. Really? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, no, I feel you know, you it, it's some personal accountability that gotta be done. Rest play like a bad child. <laughs> out of just out of control. <laughs> he just out of control, man. Oh man. <laughs> hey man, let's let's touch on Porzingis a little bit before we close this thing out. Okay. What's what what's your take on the trade and how him and Luca gonna be able to uh, play together moving forward? So um, I instantly became a Porzingis fan. I wasn't the biggest fan of the pick at first, um, just because I had I had heard a lot about him. I had seen him, wasn't a big, and who was available, whatever. So I'm playing cool. I liked him. Same with Luca, right? Man, yeah. whatever. Boom, man. The guy was talking to work. He like, man, I saw him play. He and all that. I took his word because he know basketball pretty good. I saw Luca and I'm like, okay, Mike, you wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this dude the real deal. So anyway, um, the trade I felt, I mean, it was what it was for the Knicks. He didn't want to be there, bad blood, whatever. Got to do what you got to do. Um, it was a win-win, I think, for Dallas and um, New York. New York cleared the cap space they wanted to do. Dallas got a player that they wanted. Um, as far as having Luca, I feel like uh, they should be able to be a good, pretty good tandem. I think they'll need. I still think they need a solid point guard uh, in that mix, uh, or two guard. They're gonna still need another guy. 
You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I think too, what I don't want to see, but I can definitely see, is based on what I've seen of Porzingis and Luca, these two big ego guys. So I hope that doesn't collide because I can see that happening. Luca seems like he, I'm good. I know I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Porzingis, I'm good. I know I'm good. And I think a lot of that has to do with the culture of where they're from. They've been playing pro ball since they were, you know, young guys. Like 16. Right. Young teenagers. I think Luca was 14. Yeah. 14 or 15. So I think a lot of that 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 has to do with that, which, you know, um, you need confidence to play at that level. This is the best, best basketball players in the world, man. So you got to think you that good. But – um. I hope their egos don't collide. Skill-wise, oh, man, these two of the most skilled guys, young guys in the league. Um, But I will say this, too. I don't think their ceilings are as high as a lot of those other guys. Like, I don't don't think Luke – I think because they've been playing at such a high level for a long time, I think that they're going to max out quicker than a De'Aaron Fox Mm -hmm. or – uh, Alonzo Ball or Tatum or uh, Donovan Mitchell or right, yeah, I got you. You get what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think their ceilings are as high. Because if you look at a cat like Luca, right, what is it really that he can't do right now? Yeah, I but, was thinking the same thing. But where do you see him in the next five years? Do you see him like ascending? Like when LeBron got in the league. His skill set was off the charts. But LeBron was totally different in five years than LeBron that got drafted. You get what I mean? Right. Like, right. I don't think Luka got that much room. Ah, he got room to grow. They all do. But I don't see his ceiling being as high. As yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's almost like the uh, the McDonald's All-Americans and the, uh, you know, the five-star football players that – develop earlier than the other kids you know Uh what i'm saying and you think you think they're gonna end up being like great nba players and they turn out to be just like you know mediocre players but they picked before the other guys did like a you know what i mean like some of these some of these guys you know they don't develop as fast and these these two they look like they develop sooner like you said luca been playing professional ball since he was a teenager you know same with porzingis for me i think it has more to do with uh what they put around them because they could easily end yeah. up like like dame and cj you know they're gonna get you 30 every night and then what what everybody else gonna do right you know what i mean right. And, right. and neither one of them like i don't see luca as ever being a a great defensive player and uh i think porzingis needs oh. another big around him somebody like dj in the paint, they can they can take some of that pounding sometimes because when he play a guy like Boogie or Jokic or you know guys like that, you know what I'm saying that's 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 that might take a take a toll on him. So to, so that's like and, and that's a great point because you think about like KG always had another big guy like yeah. not necessarily the score yeah but. Bro, I need you. Or, or oh, like Barkley Bar- always had a guy. KD yeah. always had a guy. KD always been blessed in that regard. He had, he had Collison and Perkins and Ibaka. And, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He had all those guys. 
uh, to take that beat to go to Golden State. Okay, you got uh, Bogut was gone. Or was Bogut there? I can't remember. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Bogut and uh, Festus Azili and guys like that. Yeah, so you always had that. And then now you got Jones and uh, – well, Jones yeah. hurt, but you know. You yeah, know, know what I'm trying mean. to say. So that's a great point, though. That's a great point because you can – Always look back because they got that primary power, a small forward. Yeah. Um, that the center never was the guy, and even the centers always had a power forward. Like mm -hmm. Shaq always had a, a a brute power forward. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If you, if, if you think about it, because with Rick Smith, he had the Davis boys. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Barkley always had Oakley. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, like I you said, Barkley, KG, big pack. like KG, uh, KG had. Perkins in Boston and then in uh Minnesota he had Irvin Johnson, he had Nasturbage, right. you know, them right. them type of guys that can take take some of them blows for him, you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, even Tim 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 Duncan had that too. Yeah. You know he had Nasturbage too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro yeah, Rosho and uh what was the other uh Tiago Splitter. They always kept Thiago like Splitter, a big, yeah. big guy to offset that. So that's a great point, though. No, that's a real great point. Um it, to help him with that because physically he's never gonna be Kevin Willis. So you know what I'm saying. You you go you gonna definitely need like you say you going up against Boogie, Joel Embiid, uh, Mark Gasol, Djokic, uh, Nurkic, uh, bruh. You no, know, yeah. You know, but at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking about this. I'm um. I was making that that point based off of how the NBA used to be and what I'm used to now that I think about it because it's a totally different game now. True. You know, that's how it used to be now that I think about it. Which that's a that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode as far as talking because we think about all these guys we just named, we're talking about having two big men yeah, in the low right. post. You know right. what I mean? That, and they don't even really play that way no more. Which is even don't. which is even, you know, crazier. As far as like guys like Kobe and MJ and all of them who used to score in the paint back in the day when you got two big men down there, but right. that's a whole that's a whole another another story. But. Yeah, no, nah, that's a, that's that is a great a great um another great point because even like you see it because you know I'm around a lot of the youth basketball because of Marcel now, um so that kid I was telling you about the six six kid I was hey great. Everybody else was wing guys. Right. So it allowed him to eat. He got one-on-ones down low with uh, one of our old eighth graders that played for us. He's 6'4", but he made him look small. But the rest of – but Malik, he's 6'4", but he's a wing guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's totally different. Even our team. Our team, we got one big dude. Everybody else guards. Yeah. So – um, that's why if you look now, a lot of these guys don't know how to make entry passes and all that. But like you said, that's another story for another yeah, day. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole another issue, man. Whole another episode. But uh, you got anything else you want to discuss, man? Nah, nah, man. That'll do it for me, man. What about you? Nah, that's it. Well, just go ahead and close us out, then. All right, man. Okay, well, that was another edition of Relax and Take Notes. I'm Mike. That's my man, Kevin. Everybody out there, if you're listening, don't forget to hit that like button. 
and also subscribe. We're going to come at y'all every week with more hot takes on the sports world. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.